Welcome to Marketing Tales with Chris Raposo, a podcast created to spotlight and highlight marketers, tell their stories, and share their knowledge with those interested in all things marketing. If you're interested in more than just the cut and dry strategies and tactics and want to learn more about the human side of his guests and how they got to where they are today, then this show is for you. What are your thoughts on AI, especially JetGPT? As an engineer, I always have to side on the side of innovation. And I feel that AI is just another form of innovation. Um, so specifically for marketers, you know, you're trying to put together a blog post, you're trying to put together something. And let's say it's going to be a ton of research to understand all the different pieces of what you're trying to put together. So what we look at, we look at ChatGPT as a research tool. So you could um, go into ChatGPT and say, hey, I need to learn, and this is something specific to for K through 12, Alyssa's Law. How do I do a bunch of um, research about Alyssa's Law and get it into a blog post format that's specific to PA systems? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? ChatGPT helped me do that. And it really, it really brought down the amount of research time I would have done from probably a week to mm-hmm. literally minutes. All right, Caroline, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, thank you for being willing to participate in this project, The Marketing Tales, and for sharing your insights um, with the um, marketing community. So I did a little bit a little bit of research on you. So you have a master's in ele- electrical engineering from Georgia Tech. Um, what made you want to get into marketing so much so that you earned your MBA with a concentration in marketing as well? Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for having me on your show today. I'm so excited about being on the Marketing Tales podcast today. Um, Yeah, so I studied electrical engineering in undergrad and grad school, loved electrical engineering, loved the study of electrical engineering, thought I was going to save the world with electrical engineering. And then I got out and I realized that somebody needed to explain the wonderful things that electrical engineers come up with. Like, you know, we can invent stuff, but there was, we just didn't really have a good, in my opinion, a good communications arm at that point. And I was like, somebody needs to communicate the great things that electrical engineers do. And I decided that was really going to be where I was going to focus my efforts is in the messaging, the marketing, explaining to people how electrical engineering inventions make the world a better place and how we're, we're, we're contributing to society. So I was like, well, I got to learn some communication skills. I've got to learn some marketing skills. So I ended up having to go back to school and get an MBA in marketing. That's a wonderful reason to get into marketing. Uh, kudos to you for that. Um, so also I look back on your LinkedIn uh, account and I've seen that you had several um, marketing leadership positions in the past and you're currently the VP of, do you do you say Vasaga? Um, Wasiga or Wasaga, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, either one is fine. Okay, can you give me an elevator pitch of what Vasega offers and who it serves? Our tagline is protecting people and buildings. And I think that's just very poignant. Uh, right now, our sweet spot is K through 12 schools and providing PA systems for K through 12 schools. 
so I don't know if you know this, but you know, when you hear those morning announcements in homeroom, um, that they use that same system or our system is the same system. You can use that for your PA system. You can use that as an intercom and you use those speakers also to do those bells, you know, like, hey, you know, ring, ring, you know, saved by the bell. And so you also use the same system for emergency notifications. So when there is a lockdown, when there's severe weather, now you're going to have, you know, hey, alert, alert, take shelter, you know, severe weather. It is the same system. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to put it all, we put it all together in a very cost-effective package, um, specifically for K through 12 schools. Uh, but now we've kind of learned that you can use the same system for other applications, warehouses, hospitals, retail. We all want to be alerted immediately if there is an emergency situation. Now, um, as a marketing growth leader, how do you build and inspire your team to help them be the best version of themselves on a daily basis? Well, unfortunately, I think I have a really easy job here at Wasiga because, you know, we're, we could potentially save a kid's life at school. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, if I save one life in this job, it will all have been worth it. So to me, that's pretty easy. You know, when I work with my team, when I'm inspiring my team, if I can't explain to them how the task I'm asking them to do benefits, you know, saving a life, benefits the bottom line, co contributes to society, well, I can't ask them to do it. That's it. That's the measuring stick. If it doesn't, you know, serve our purpose, if it doesn't serve society, there's no point in doing that exercise. So I make sure that every task I ask them to do, every single thing is rolls up to our strategic leadership, strategic, our strategy, and then explains to them, hey, this is how we're going to make this world a better place. It also falls in line with company culture. Then, you know, you got to make sure you get the right people into the building that are uh, on point and wanting to um, follow that that vision that you have uh, within your company and within your team to save those lives, to help those people that you serve. How important is personalization in 2023 and how do you get the data to create personalized messages for your audiences? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, in ABM, in really any account-based marketing, you're looking at solving their problems. Mm -hmm. And within an organization's people, within the same organization, you have people with different agendas, different problems that they're trying to solve. So if I'm talking to a high school principal, that is one set of problems that they want to solve. And if I'm talking to the IT systems admin of that same school, they have a completely different agenda, completely different problems that they're going to solve. So number one, we did a lot of customer discovery. All right. How do I talk to you? You know, what, what problems do you have? What are your top problems? And does my product actually solve problems for you? If it doesn't, I just need to say goodbye. I need to walk out. I need to leave. Okay. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, does my problem. So for, you know, a financial leader, somebody who's looking at the bottom line, their concern as to how much this system is going to cost. And so mm -hmm. how can we be cost effective? So we have tailored messaging for being cost effective, for being affordable. And, um, for that systems admin, we have messages tailored around we're made in the USA. We're manufacturing in the USA, and this is going to be so easy for you to do. We've got all these videos online. You're not going to be, you know, working with some really complicated system. Anybody can do this. This is going to be easy peasy for you. So they get a set of messaging. 
And do you often sit with, with, with your sales teams or with your customer success teams to get those pain points that people are feeling in order to tailor your message? Absolutely. Yes. We are always talking. We are always, you know, what is that problem? What is the problem we can solve for them, make their lives easier at work? But do you also utilize personalization tools on your websites to track the different people um, that are coming to your website, whether it's through Forfield or through geolocation or what have you? Oh, we're doing a lot of tracking, uh, first, even first party with cookies. Um, and But of course, cookies are going away. I've only been told that for the last five years. Uh, so, um, so of course, yes, we do a lot of, we, we do a lot of that tracking. Talk about, you know, how personalization and, and uh, uh, yeah, give me your perspective on cookies. Like yeah. are cookies going away? What's the deal? Uh, so we have uh, actually where I work, uh, Hannon Hill, you know, we, we have a, our flagship product is Cascade CMS, which um, is a CMS for higher ed um, institutions, but we also have Clive. It's a personalization tool in which we uh, embed our form fills on the website so people can identify who they are in order to tailor the message um, directly to them so they see the content that they want um, at the time that they're on our website, right? So we don't just give them... Uh, uh, generic content so they actually get tailored content and we also um through that personalization tools you can also do the um geolocation so you know where they're coming from um in order to give for higher ed for example just taking that as an example if they're from out of state um if there's specific scholarships for somebody coming in from tennessee looking at a georgia school right so they get that notification that hey there's a there's a scholarship available for you or if they're from atlanta and our school is Georgia Tech, they're they're getting information about some open house that's upcoming, you know, tailoring the message directly to them and to their needs. Um, now, next question, when it comes to content marketing, uh, what are your three main types of contents you suggest businesses to, to use um, that are working with educational clients that they should focus on? Is it like uh, blog posts? Is it video content? So we're really big on video content here. Uh, I think we produced about 40 how-to videos last year, and they're all under a minute long, uh, just to explain to uh, people who are actually going to be using the system how easy it is to use the system. So mm -hmm. they can get started in five videos, uh, so that re they really can get started in literally five minutes, because it's five videos, one minute each, and then if they want to go into more detail, then yeah, they can, you know, really kind of get that snack size, just what's my, what's my problem, all right, here's a video, it's going to answer all your questions right here. So we've done a lot of video. Um, we also do a lot of blog content as well. So that, of course, uh, blog content. Um, and then, you know, of course, we're looking into podcasting like you're doing right now. Um, and But there's just a plethora of just you have all this content and then what do you do with it? And we really don't think, okay, you pick your medium and then you, you know, we don't believe in that. We believe you, you look at your content. Yep. What is the best way to present that content? Is it visual? If it's visual, then yeah, I've got to make a video about it. If it's SEO, if it's I want to, you know, just I want to capitalize on some keywords on stuff that we know, and I want to get into that. I want to play nice with Google, get into that SEO. Then yeah, it's a it's a blog post. So it's really about the content. Content is king. It always has been, always will be, and just exploiting that channel, that medium to really explode, so that you can tell people what you know about. 
be yeah. that thought leadership authority. I always believe in working smarter, not harder, you know, and always repurposing the content that we have, whether it's a blog post, making them into a video. If you have an FAQ list, you know, like you said, do the one bite-sized one minute videos. Uh, where are you posting those videos? Is it on YouTube, YouTube Shorts, is it TikTok? We do YouTube. Smart. Yeah, just regular old, regular old YouTube is what we're doing right now. We would like to get into YouTube shorts. That's a great idea. And yeah, and our videos are about under a minute long. So we could easily do this in YouTube shorts as well. So we can just keep on repurposing that content. Um, you bring up repurposing content. Recently, what we did, we had a bunch of case studies. We've interviewed a bunch of customers, talked about the problems we solved for them. And they were all available on the website. We just published a bunch of case studies on the website. It was great. Uh, recently, what I did to repurpose that content was I um, made it into a big PDF. And now it's an ebook. And now you can download an ebook of all of our case studies in one shot. And it's this beautiful flip book you know, type thing. And it's got beautiful graphics. And we just beautified some of our case studies um, and now it's an ebook. So that's another medium that you can use uh, if somebody wants the whole, you know, wants everything without having to click through every case study. That's smart. I should do that. Uh, do, you, do you use that ebook as gated content? Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta get that information somehow, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, lead it's, it's our lead magnet. We just launched it last week, actually. So uh, still early to tell, but you can get all the content on our website for free, no gates. Like every case study, you just you just click on it. No, that makes sense. I have to do that. I will do that. I like that idea. Um, gr great point. So, um, you know, AI is big right now, especially Jet GPT. Um, what are your thoughts on AI, especially Jet GPT, and how digital marketers should utilize the tool? Should they fear it or should they embrace it, and why? Ooh, I love that question, especially as somebody with an electrical engineering background. And so, you know, when when we were working on computers a long time ago, that was always a fear. Oh, robots are going to take over the world, you know. And as somebody who, st who spent a lot of time studying electrical engineering, uh, robots are not going to take over anything. Okay, they only do what you make them do. And sometimes they don't even do it correctly. Okay, it's kind of annoying. And so I, I'm, I, but as an engineer, I always have to side on the side of innovation. Mm -hmm. I'm pro-innovation and I feel that AI is just another form of innovation. Um, so specifically for marketers, you know, you're trying to put together a blog post, you're trying to put together something and let's say it's gonna be a ton of research mm -hmm. to understand all the different pieces of what you're trying to put together. So what we look at, we look at ChatGPT as a research tool. So you could um, go into chat GPT and say, hey, I need to learn, and this is something specific to for K through 12, Alyssa's Law. It's this, um, and it differs depending on what state you're in. There's just a ton of information on Alyssa's Law. How do I boil it down to a blog post? How do I, you know, put this together? Okay, do I, you know, I'm not a legal professional, right? And I've got to look up Alyssa's Law. Okay, let's just, let me just admit this. I, I'm not a legal field. <laughs> and I was like, okay, how do I do a bunch of um, research about Alyssa's Law and get it into a blog post format that's specific to PA systems? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? ChatGPT helped me do that. And it really, it really brought down the amount of research time I would have done from probably a week to mm -hmm. literally minutes. Absolutely. I hear a lot of uh, marketing leaders say the same thing. Use it as a research tool and that that's what it is. And it cuts down so much time on, on, on that research. Um, and I love the fact that you can ask Jet GPT to present that 
those results in the tone of voice that you want to use with whether it's a conversational or more formal uh you know tone of voice and it'll spit that out for you and you just make it your own so i think yes it's yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's just, it helps speed up our process and, yeah. you know, we're, we're marketing, we're lean and we're mean now. Mm -hmm. So we don't have, you know, we're, we're trying to do the most we can with the limited resources that we have. And this is just, a, to me, another resource to really augment my team. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone should embrace it and run with it and get the most out of it uh, while it's free. Um, now, you know, you're an established marketing leader. What is one important lesson you've learned over the course of your marketing career that you can share with the audience? Um, you're going to make mistakes. I've made plenty. And uh, you're going to learn from your mistakes. That's what I'm going to say. Um, you know, it's, it's about that iterative process. Um, what I love about marketing is that it changes all the time. So yeah, I could have, I've been, I've, I've had a 20 year marketing career and I could still be stuck in, in 20 years ago, but I would not be an effective marketing leader if I wasn't afraid of making mistakes and changing. And really I've loved how marketing has evolved since for the last 20 years. And it's amazing. So don't be afraid of change and don't, and you're going to make some mistakes along the way. I've made plenty. Yeah, as long as you're start, as long as you're failing forward, you know you'll be okay. If you if you fall down, always get back up. So I learned the same thing uh, throughout the short period of time that I worked in marketing. But it's a beautiful field, and it's great for anybody who has that creative bone and wants to you know advance. So, um, well, to that point, so let's say somebody's not as advanced early in their career. What are two books you you could recommend to anyone that they should read if they want to become a better marketing leader? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I feel like in school we we look at so many books and we're and we're just like okay, and and I feel like it also changes over time too. So like I kind of grew up on the um, the Seth Godin books. I love, I, I'm a fan of all of his books. And then, but I feel like things have kind of evolved. So for example, a few years ago, we were we were into the funnel, right? We, you know, um, and actually my friend Sangram, who's Terry's boss, that Sangram, who wrote um, account-based marketing for dummies. That's how he got started as an author. He got up there, I, I just saw Terry. So this is the whole, the whole Terry Marks discussion here. Um, he got up there at the last um, go-to-market roadshow and said, I'm all funneled out. Forget about the funnel. We're, we're now doing go to market. And so, yeah, you know, there, there are these really great books. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Seth Godin and his books. And I'm a huge fan of Sangram as well. Of course, you got to plug Sangram and his best selling book, Move, you know, Four Principles for Go to Marketing. Got to plug that, of course. Uh, but I think it just it just changes over time. So I would like for the longevity of my podcast to, to say, hey, you know, go with the flow. It's about what's, you know, it's about what's hot and what's not in marketing. Exactly. Be, be in the know and always on the pulse of, of things that are going on. Um, yeah. And move, of course, Terry, um, after I interviewed her, she sent me a copy of the book. So I, I already love it. So really grateful for her and her, um, you know, sending me that book. And because of that post, I got in contact with you. So that worked out well. Exactly. Um, yes. You're part of the peak community, right? Yes. Yes. We've, yeah. Well, I've met, yeah, I met Terry through the peak community. I'm part of the peak community, of course, marketers for marketers. Got to plug that. Yeah, absolutely. I need to look into that. Um, in the peak community, is there anybody you think would be willing to hop on a call with me? Anyone I should interview next? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the peak community is a plethora of really great marketers out there. Um, and yeah, absolutely. I can make some uh, recommendations. Okay, great. Just send me one, send me a name or two and, uh, or, or even just a, a, a joint message, you know, introducing me if you'd like, and I would really appreciate it. And that's all I had for you today. Thank you so much for being on the marketing tales. If anyone wants to connect with you or reach out to you, what's the best way to reach you? Um, on LinkedIn, I'm Caroline Dunn on LinkedIn. I, I think uh, you'll link over to my LinkedIn profile, right? Yeah, I'll tag you. So. I'll tag yes. you for sure. Okay, Caroline Dunn. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the show and I uh, hope you have a great day and we'll be in touch, all right? Thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it.